Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I'm your sister co-host, Elizabeth Connor. I'm your brother co-host, Thomas Dempsey. You keeping dry over there? Um, not very well. It's, uh, hurricane season once again. Yay! Yep, and especially around down y'all's way where you can actually, where it's not just like a front moving through. Yeah. You guys get like the actual storm. Yay us. They've called for, you know, like school districts around here, mine included, have called for e-learning days. Uh, definitely for tomorrow. Um, so far there's been no calls about Friday. I guess we'll just have to see. Some school districts either had an e-learning day today as well or, like, got out early. We've got the cats all set up, and we are staying with Brian's grandfather for the night, just in case the power goes out. And uh, we brought Miss Violet with us. Yeah, we've been getting plenty of rain up this way. Nothing too severe. No, like, light flickers or nothing. That's good. Now, I took care of a thing today that I don't know if you've been if you've had to deal with starting this Friday I guess uh interest on student loans is supposed to kick back in yeah then in October is when payments are officially supposed to start back right so I put in for that uh save program I don't know if you've been getting any emails about I did not get any emails about it I went and kind of like found it on my own yeah and then I applied for it And then I got a notification from my lender saying that they had received that application and would let me know the status within, I forget, I think it's three weeks. Yeah, mine said about four weeks or so. (laughs) I guess because I'm not working at the moment, it was looking like mine was going to be zero Mm -hmm. until I get a job. And then I figure once I'm making that, then I think you should be able to like switch payment plans, right? Yeah, you should. The stipulation I saw is that you had to make at least one payment on a given plan before you could switch. Yeah. Whatever winds up happening, I'll just get it sorted out when the time comes. Okay. Yes. I think mine said it was going to be between like 49 and $72. Like it gave me mm. a range. That's pretty, that's, not, that's not bad. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, is that what you were paying before the Oh, pause? no. Oh no, I was paying, when I was supposed, excuse me, when I was supposed to be paying my loans, it was supposed to be like a couple hundred bucks or like a hundred and something dollars, like almost $200. Right. And then at the time, because all of this happened before COVID, before the student loan freeze, I like exhausted all my options. And so I was just like, well, I can't, at the time I was like, I can't afford to pay this. So I'm just not going to. Now you have a friend who's also in education. Who had like a whole thing about how if you just don't pay your loan, then regardless of what kind of interest accumulates, if you're in like a service position, then uh, after however many years, the loan just gets blanket forgiven. I don't think that's exactly true. Now, there was a thing where it's like if you're if you have federal loans, as long as you make consistent pay, like you have to make consistent payments every month. They can never like you can never be late. And if you do that for 10 years, then whatever the balance is left, like whatever the leftover balance is, gets forgiven. 
Okay. But now, from what I also saw with my save application, like basically, I would be making student loan payments for like twenty or twenty-five years. Yeah. At the like forty-nine to seventy-two dollar range, and it said high end, you will pay back like I don't know, a little over thirteen thousand dollars, and therefore, right, like seventy something thousand is going to end up being forgiven. That's cool. Yeah. I was like to pay, yep. you know, let you know, let's just say it is $72 to pay $72 a month for 20 to 25 years and not have to pay another $71,000 a month. That's a good deal. Yeah, I I get that. I'm sorry if I sound like super stuffy and hoarse. You sound like a car falling apart. Yeah, I kind of feel like a car falling apart thanks allergies plus general yeah. just like germs. I guess getting back into school after summer break is bound to do that yeah we've been having some stuff i mean it's not sick sick but like i was saying before the show i just had to take some stuff for a headache and i've been having this thing where in the middle of the day i just get lethargic and i don't know if it has to do with like anything i'm drinking at the time i'll have to like maybe just regulate my sugar intake see if that affects it at all or maybe just try waking up earlier Okay. And uh, I tried taking a nap earlier, and I had my door cracked, so Feisty came in and just made a nuisance of herself. <laughs> God bless her. I don't mind cats, like, laying next to you when you're getting cozy or trying to get some sleep, but it that ver- it's very much that thing of, like, them wanting you to pay them attention. And you're which trying you to sleep, Which yeah. the whole thing with cats is that they don't do that, unlike dogs who are, like, sort of notorious, mm-hmm. but cats can be needy oh yeah i'm feeling better now i had a what do you call it a body armor yeah those are good for hydration well let me tell you about my last couple weeks sounds good because as i'm sure our listeners have probably noticed this episode's coming out a little late school so the school year has obviously started back and i knew going into the school year that it was going to be busy it was going to be a lot busier i was going to have more responsibilities this year all that good stuff Just last week, I only got to go home at, like, my normal time, like, Wednesday and Friday. Because Monday, I had honor choir, so I had to be at school until, like, 4. Tuesday, I had a professional development thing that we have to do, so I was at school until, like, Mm 4.45. And then Thursday, I had a national board meeting, so I didn't get home until, like, 6.45. All right. That was just last week. And then this week was presenting itself very similarly because, again, I had Honor Choir Monday, and then I had a faculty meeting yesterday, and then and then just on top of, like, all my other responsibilities, like, it's just, and then and not feeling good, it's just been crazy. And Howie the Crab molted, and that took a lot of oh, emotional yeah. energy. Uh, that's a TikTok uh, channel. Oh, yes, Howie the Crab. I watched her molt live with like 29 or 32,000 other people. Oh boy. It was kind of traumatic, but like she's doing okay. That's good. Right now she's hardening her mouth parts so that she can eat her old shell. I feel like other stuff has happened and I just, it's just been so much. I just can't think of it. That's fine. Want to get into talking books and then we can just tackle some other stuff as it reoccurs to us? Well, you can talk about books because I haven't read any. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you read the challenge for this week? I read like uh, half of it, but I, okay. I haven't finished it. Alrighty. You can fuss so, at me later. It's fine. 
but uh, I read three books. To, uh, one of them I can't talk about because it's the challenge for next week. Gotcha. A House is a Body by Shruti Swami. Yep. Yep. So we'll put a pin so, in that. Yep, we can put a pin in that. The other book I read is a part of the New Directions storybook series, so it's very short. It is like 53 pages of text. It's called The Famous Magician by Caesar Ira. Short little story about like an aging novelist who encounters like a familiar busker, essentially, who approaches him on the street one day and offers him a deal of teaching him how to wield magic in exchange for giving up ever writing again. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing is ba- essentially like a fanciful meditation on the value of the literary pursuit and it has like magical realist elements where seemingly everybody but the writer has the ability to use magic it's it's very it's very interesting it's sort of interesting in particular in light of the assigned book for this week given that it's uh, the story of someone who very much loves books being confronted with the prospect of not like engaging with them mm-hmm. in the same way I, this was just a book. It's part of that series that um have been enjoying, so I sort of more or less picked it up on uh, uh, on Faith, and I uh, found I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, that's it, save for this week's challenge, which I did get around to finishing. Okay. And then I've, I've been reading a bunch of other stuff that I'm not finished with yet, but should have more to spit, say about in the near future. Okay. As you haven't read anything else, have you been watching anything else? Because uh, I would note that this week's reading assignment did have an optional visual component if, for those who are inclined to seek it out. Um, there is a... I, I guess we can just go ahead and jump to it. The, this week's reading assignment was Ascendance of a Bookworm, the light novel by Mia Kazuki. And there is an anime adaptation that has been running for several seasons. And in preparation for this episode, I went ahead and watched the first episode as well as read the first volume of the manga. Oh, okay. So in addition to the light novel. Yeah. Okay. So none of that was required for the challenge. I was just something that occurred to me to do. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tackle the synopsis? Do you, you just said you read about half of it, so that yeah. might give so you... Yeah. It is about a girl, or, you know, like young 20s, a young adult woman um, named... Yeah. Is it Urano or Urano? Urano, I believe would be the pronunciation, but she... So, Urano is, like, like she's 22, she's getting ready to graduate college, and she loves, like, loves books. Like, to the point that she kind of has cat, like, she kind of, I'm not really going to say... It's a crazy cat lady, but for books. Yeah, like, I was about to say, I'm not going to say she shuns personal relationships, but, like, they just don't have as much importance to her as books and like so anyway she yeah I feel like your description is the best way to put it crazy cat lady except with books anyway I mean this happens like within the first chapter so this is not spoiling anything an earthquake happens and she anyway things happen and she dies and um she is reincarnated as a young girl in like an alternate not alternate yeah I guess alternate universe or alternate reality um, and her name, her new name is Min, and Min's family lives in, in poverty. There are no books, or at least there are no books accessible to her socioeconomic status. And it, 
And it should be noted, she is born into another world. Okay, in another world. So would you call that an alternate reality or alternate universe? The technical term in light novel anime uh, discourse is isekai, meaning literally in another world. Okay. Which usually are framed as someone from our world being transported and or reincarnated into an alternate fantasy world. Yeah. So, like, the world that she's reincarnated in, like, it almost has, like, um, medieval-ish vibes where, like, technology does not really exist. Um, Personal hygiene is still a developing thing. Essentially, well, she's, like, upper peasantry, I suppose you would put her status. Uh, her her dad in this world is a uh, a soldier. A, a soldier. Captain, a guard. I think. Yeah, he's like a captain at the gate. Her family is about as uh, at the same like level socioeconomically as everybody else, but I don't know. I mean, they get by. Yeah. Min is six when She's the story five. begins. Five? Well, okay, I think she turns six. Which is to say that the adult Urano sort of blinks into consciousness when Min is that age. Yeah. And it do- the book itself does not go into this factor, but essentially Min, prior to Urano's awakening, was this sickly little girl. Uh, when Urano awakens in her, she is essentially taking Min's place in Min's body while retaining few memories Min had. And so, like, Min's consciousness dies as Urano's comes into possession. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, like, like a compelling wrinkle to the, like, that dynamic. So it's not just, like, a clean reincarnation or, like, somebody attaining memories of previous life. Right. She has essentially been, what, what was that old TV show where the guy was bopping around between, like, history and Quantum inhabiting leap? people's body? quantum leap yeah she basically quantum leaps into the body of this little girl and has to live out the rest of men's life just making the best of her circumstances yeah so about what point in the story did you get up to i got to where men is trying to because like i said uh books are not available to are a luxury not available to people within her socioeconomic status so she is trying Mm -hmm. to figure out a way to make books and now she right. has realized that the problem do- isn't just how do I make a book. She's she has like gone down to how do I make paper. So yeah. I am where she is asking her sister about materials that are in the forest that she can potentially turn into paper. So has she started learning how to write and read yet? No, not yet. I don't think you're halfway through it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will say this book was a bit longer than I was anticipating. This belongs to that light novel genre of books that I've spoke of previously. Mm -hmm. The previous light novel I read was quite short. I was able to read it in more or less just two days, like two sittings. And this one took me several days to finish. Uh, Not not, um, not that it's like uh, overly long. It came out to be about like 81,000 words. Yeah. But um, according to my still, Kindle yeah. app, it's it's 297 Kindle pages. I just fa- factored it out to like an average word per screen mm-hmm. on mine, and then just multiplied that out 
Yeah, so it, it's sizable, and it's only the first volume of the first part of the series. So this was originally conceived of as a web novel, which is to say a book that was published for free online that, again, this I guess then got picked up for commercial publication and distribution as a light novel, mm-hmm. which is the point when they like make a book out of it and include all the illustrations <coughs> and character work and whatnot. So there, I think, are currently over a dozen books in this series with, like, the first part comprising of three volumes. And then I guess, like, if this is the sort of story that, like, follows men throughout her life, then I guess each part is going to sort of encompass a phase of that life. So theoretically, part one would involve her childhood and sort of her getting her bearings of the state of this world. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I said earlier that she was transported to a fantasy world. There is very little indication by the point that you are at in this book that there is anything fantastical about the world she's been transported to. Right. And that is very much, I guess, by design because her family is of a class where not only are they not subjected to much in the way of, like, books or literacy or anything like that they aren't subjected to the mystical forces that exist within this world Mm -hmm. and that too becomes like a slow roll kind of revelation where men becomes conscious both of the existence of magic in this world and her her own capacity for it okay like i don't even think she's fully conscious of it by the end of this first book like there's various like name drops of kind of magical flora and fauna and phenomenon that she just sort of like glazes over Mm -hmm. without really like stopping to consider the ramifications of yeah sort of an interesting like dangling shoe that you're sort of reading along waiting to drop yeah i'll ask this because i did find it interesting jumping ahead to the bingo portion of our reading challenge Mm mm-hmm I'm going to submit this one for young adult because I do feel like most light novels fall into that category. And I would say that this sort of fits that descriptor. Okay. Um, Let me pull up your uh, bingo card. Okay, young adult. You are still one space away. Actually, there are two places where you were one space away from a bingo. All right. Getting close. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I wanted to say about what I've read so far, I, I started reading this and I was like, this is weird. I have read lots of webtoons or at least have start. I'm not going to say I've completed them, um, but I have started lots of webtoons and that have this premise of you die and then you are reincarnated in another world just right. with, you know, just different, different subjects or focuses. The favorite one that I kind of stopped reading after a while. I can't remember why. But it was, like, about tea. So, like, it was a girl Mm. who was in Korea, and she died, and then when she uh, was reincarnated, like, she was brought back... She was brought into a world where, like, coffee culture was a thing, but tea wasn't really a thing. So she... It was, like, she introduced tea to um, the population because she was, like... Like, she was reincarnated as a member of royalty. So she was able to kind of have some influence... But I guess the reason why I was sitting there the whole time and I was like, this is weird, is because it's very strange reading something that you know should be, or at least in my head, I feel like, 
should be a webtoon or a manga, but it's not presented that way. Right. Because I Which... felt like her emotional responses to things was, I, I don't know, it's different. I perceive it differently when it's accompanied by a picture as opposed to trying to just read it through text. Yeah, I get that. Because reading it through text, I, I was like, this just feels like it's very immature. I get, get, I get that, and I think that sort of speaks to something I was saying before about the way you relate with characters through the medium of literature versus a visual medium where information is, I think, more withheld. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will say that if you had difficulty vibing with the uh, light novel, I would very much recommend checking out the anime. Because mm-hmm. not only does it move along at a faster clip, like the first, the, the entirety of this book is covered in just the first, like, seven or eight episodes of the anime. Okay. So not even, like, an entire season. Right. It not only is it just a bit more lively in its presentation, you also steam streamline the uh, emotional arcs and the interpersonal development that the book sort of slow rolls. Uh-huh. G- recommend giving that a shot. I think you've still got the uh, Crunchyroll's uh, access that I gave you. Okay. For Spy Family. Yeah. If that's something you wanted to look into. Sure. But um, uh, o- over the course of the book, I definitely had my ups and downs in terms of my own engagement. Uh-huh. I'll say I am at the very least like giving it one more volume to see if it's the sort of thing I want to stick with, mainly because an e-reader service I'm uh, have installed on my phone had that whole series on sale. Okay. I was able to pick the next volume up half off. Nice. By the end of the book, you, I do feel interested in seeing where the story is going, uh, specifically this part of it, because I already have kind of a sense of where the story goes to just from like ancillary media and critical discourse around the franchise. Yeah. But I will say that the way the book's spoon feeds world building details yeah it does require a high initial investment to remain engaged but then as you sort of get into the, the rhythm of learning about that kind of stuff it becomes more appealing i yeah. didn't even i didn't realize that that was a hang-up of mine until you articulated it but now that you say that i do recall getting like getting pretty impatient in some of the descriptions about like how things are and that's very much like a big concern with this particular story is fleshing out the world in very minute detail. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like Ken Follett, Pillars of the Earth bad. Where well, he, oh, sure. Where he spends, you know, what, 15, 20 pages describing a church. Yeah. It's, it's not like that, but it's for, for something that like feels like a lighthearted story. You're like, okay, like, like this pace should be going a lot faster than it is. Yeah, but I would still recommend checking it out uh, for any listeners who it seemed like it might be something they'd be interested in you can give it a shot or like I said uh, you can just go ahead with the anime if you're looking for a more accessible route for that sort of thing don't f- worry too much about like stuff getting lost in the adaptation because as far as like dialogue and character beats are concerned it's a pretty direct one for one to one process yeah you're really just losing out on like uh, descriptive text and maybe some of the more elaborate uh, inner monologue sequence. This is good. This has been a very interesting episode because I feel like we've just about talked about we've we've pretty much covered I think all the main ground we would look to in a regular episode. Yeah. 
and we haven't even taken a break yet so I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to deal with this week given the delay for this episode I'm thinking that people can expect we'll, we'll try and get back on the normal schedule yeah so people can yeah for sure next well, episode. now that now that I have a better grasp of what my schedule is going to look like I can I can plan better regarding like when like sitting down to record and and finding time to read because that's been a challenge oh yeah because like you didn't even you didn't even read any romance novels i sure didn't i try now i did try i will say i did try to read a romance novel i decided i made the decision to attempt to give reverse harem another chair another try and and it was a it was a dnf like i don't even remember the name of the book um, I got, I think, 30 pages into it. I mean, and it wasn't a long book. It was pretty short. But I got, like, yeah. 30 pages into it. It was, like, in the middle of one of the spicy scenes. And I'm just like, I'm just not feeling this. And I, like, sent, like returned it because it was a Kindle Unlimited. So I just, yeah. I, I mean, you. I just was not feeling it. That's cool. Which I don't know why I don't, well, I don't know why I don't like Reverse Harem because I remember like when I was younger and I was in college and I like first started getting into manga. Yeah. Oh, what's that big famous one? The Fruits Basket. No, not that one. Host Club. Oh, uh, High School Host Club. Yeah, the the yeah the Host Club one, um, where it's the girl and like the I don't know however many guys. Like I remember yeah. enjoying that, but I don't know that I ever like got late enough into the series for like any romantic relationships to start. Like, kind of where right. I stopped reading that series, it was all very much a... It was more of, like, a who is she going to end up with. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, everyone. So, but, like, I do... Like, I did like it up until I stopped reading it for whatever reason. But, like, the like yeah. the reverse harem that's out there on the market now, I, the vast majority yeah. of it, I'm just like, I, I, I don't like it. I, I'm not feeling it. I remember my uh, one of my music history professors saying, in order for you to say you don't like something, you have to consume or you have to perform a lot of it. So, like, sure. her thing was she was like, I hate the 1812 Overture. Okay. She was like, I hate it. And she goes, and I'm an oboe player, and I've played that piece millions of times, so therefore I can say... I hate that piece. And I'm like, I feel like as a reader, even though, granted, this episode might not be the best indication of that... I have read enough, and I have definitely read enough romance to be like, yeah, I don't like that. I get you. Is there something that you're that way about that you're like, I consume enough of this, or I have consumed or done enough of X, Y, or Z to confidently say with my full chest, I don't like it? Yeah, I mean, that's generally how I am with uh, manga and stuff like that. I will say that I do feel like there are books and shows and whatnot that I can tell myself if I were inclined to put in the time that I would come around on uh-huh but I know that it's gonna be an expenditure of energy that I'm not necessarily always prepared to engage in okay so yeah that was the sentence of a bookworm volume one part one I I didn't rate it that highly on Goodreads. I gave it like a three, but uh, mainly just because, like I said, that onboarding was a little bit more tedious. And also, I think, speaking to my inclination to view it as a young adult novel, there are, is a kind of clunkiness 
to some of the elements of characterization uh, and uh, that just spoke to a surface level. It, it just didn't really, some of the character beats didn't really resonate yeah. in a way that I feel like they might have if uh, the writing had been a little stronger. Yeah. But as far as like world building and sort of the gradual plotting of it is concerned, I'm uh, vibing to it. I don't feel inclined to knock it too hard for anything it does that I, doesn't really speak to me. At this point, I've read one light novel that I enjoyed and one light novel that I've re respected. So that's sort of going to be a thing where if I want to keep pursuing this medium, that's just the kind of thing I'll have to so I get a sense of as I go on. Okay. Uh, you want me want to hear my word totals? Yes, I do. Mine have not changed since the last episode, so I will not be contributing. Right. So, uh, yeah, my last word total was, I don't know. It was like <laughs> 3,224,093. Okay. Uh, so I read A Sentence of a Bookworm, which I had 81,030 words. Uh, the Famous Magician, which I came out to about 16,536 words. Or A House is a Body, which came out to 55,910 words. Add that all together, and my new word total is 3,377,570. That comprises 76% of my total word total for uh, 2021. All right. And I am now 10 books away from meeting my reading goal for this year. That's crazy. Congratulations. Yeah. I've got a uh, recommendation for n our next challenge a month from now if you're uh, interested in hearing it or if there's yes. anything else you want to talk about. I will say for a sentence of a bookworm, I am still like invested enough in it to confidently say that I will finish it. Okay. And should supply some like further thoughts um, on our next episode. Yeah. And again, if the anime or anything more accessible helps with that, you know, feel free. Which <laughs> is a bit foreboding, given what my challenge is going to be. I feel like there's a certain challenge that I've had sort of hovering over this podcast in recent weeks. You might recall that, like, like last year when I when I challenged you to read Chainsaw Man. Yeah. That was like a series I had talked about uh, at extensive length. This challenge is very much in the same vein, as our listeners know. Recently, I succeeded in catching up to the ongoing uh, manga juggernaut One Piece, which Do is... Do I have to read all of it? No. Oh. At present, the series is over 1,090 chapters long. Oh my god. And it is uh, not done yet. There's like word from on high that the series will be wrapping up soon but considering that according to the author the series was initially only supposed to run for five years now it's been going on for almost 25 uh, i'm not inclined to hold my breath for anything definitive coming down this is kind of an interesting quandary have you been following the hollywood writer's strike at all not super closely like i know it's going on i know of some shows that I like that have been impacted but like that's kind of the extent of it from my 
perspective on like social media and TikTok and whatnot, one uh, interesting wrinkle to that is where content creators is concerned, viewing the covering of various media properties uh, as uh, picket line crossing. Uh-huh. So basically like certain uh, content creators who talk about uh, movies and television and whatnot that are, are be, uh, being affected by the strike like not wanting to cover that in light uh, in lieu of uh, I, I don't know I guess like going against the spirit of the strike so like, like for instance a lot of uh, film reviewers are not covering certain film releases if it is fa- if it falls within the bounds of uh, what is known oh. as struck material okay yeah so so it's sort of like extending the idea of solidarity to like the cultural discourse that exists around these works yeah i'm unsure about a specific production that uh, is coming out uh, tomorrow actually that has been a lot of interest in the lead up to but that i'm not sure how any discourse surrounding would pass the smell test with reg- with that regard okay i guess no- enough beating around the bush uh, One Piece has a live action adaptation premiering on Netflix tomorrow. It's an oh. eight episode single season that uh, is set to cover the first major arc of the manga. Or for our uh, reading challenge, I am ha- assigning you to read the first 101 chapters of One Piece, which amounts to the first major arc that the live action adaptation will be covering for its first season. Okay. So that's about as much as Chainsaw Man as you read. Although I will say that I think One Piece is a bit more language dense. Yeah. It's got a lot more like explicit world building. And so there's definitely a higher word count where that's concerned. Okay. Uh, The reason I'm conflicted is because that obviously puts it in conversation with the Netflix show, which I will be watching. Yeah. And the initial idea was to have our discussion about the reading for the challenge be in conversation with that season but given how the strike's been going i think we'll just play it by ear and if it seems like discourse around the season is like on the wrong side of things then we'll just keep it to the manga i think just for uh maybe our own edification or off mic discussion if you wanted to check out the live action adaptation as well, we could have a frame of reference for that. Okay. So, and I and I've already read these chapters. This is kind of my luckiest girl in the world. Yeah. Thing where it's like a thing I have read multiple times already, as I'm assigning it, and have no compunction with rereading for the sake of this challenge. Uh huh. So this isn't just going to be like me assigning you to do something that uh, I don't have to engage with. Oh, okay. Uh, do you still have, like, the uh, Shonen Jump app or the manga app installed yes, on do. your phone? Okay. Yes, I if do. You let the, if you let the Shonen Jump subscription lapse, then that might be something you'd have to re-up. Or if you access it on Manga Plus, then I think you might be able to access the relevant chapters. Okay. Yeah, so the challenge is vol- chapters 1 through 101, which is, like, the first 10 volumes of the series, more or less. Mm-hmm. And, and manga goes by at a fast clip, so I wouldn't stress too much about it. Yeah. No, I can, and, yeah, uh, I I can get through some manga, like, nobody's business. That's good. 
Alrighty, well, I'm looking forward to talking to you about it. Yeah. Thank you for neither rain nor illness nor whatnot. Finally getting around. Technical difficulty, that's another thing. We were going to record yesterday and my microphone didn't work. Yeah. And uh, right after we called off that record, I looked online and found I just had to reinstall the drivers for the microphone. Yeah. So went ahead and did that. Wasn't too much of a headache. Uh, yeah, that's another reason y'all are getting this episode kind of late. That's been another one. It's been a, a bit different than normal, but uh, as always, I'm always happy to be talking with you. Thank you. I'm always happy to talk to you, too. If uh, our listeners want to talk with us or add us or whatever, uh, you can let them know where they can find us. So, you can find us on our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Literally Club at Your Words Podcast. You can find us on our website at yourwordspodcast.com. And you can email us your questions, comments, or recommendations to yourwordspodcast at gmail.com. Well, Elizabeth, it's another week reading and not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, so it goes. So it goes. Yeah. And you're the only one well, who knows. Is that a song? It sure is. It's by Billy Joel. Oh. Huh. All right. Well, goodbye, Billy Joel. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>